When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, there we go. Yeah, we are we are live. We are we're recording cooking. now. It's uh, we're good. Welcome back to Denver Hoops and Dreams. I am your host here, Jeremy Nichols. We have the full squad on today, which is a beautiful thing. All our hosts here: Alex Valdez, Jack Balsley, Nelson Nuth. Everybody is in the building today, talking some Nuggets. But before we get into anything basketball related or Nuggets related, here I want to make sure I get. How are you guys doing? Alex, talk to us. How are you doing, man? I'm good, man. It's been very busy. So I appreciate you guys uh, making some time and uh, let's get it all together again. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Jack, talk to us. Glad to have Alex here. Glad to have Nelson here. Glad to have you here. Glad to have everybody here. Um, excited, to, excited to do it. Ready to, ready to talk some ball. Let's go. Nelson. Let's rock and roll, baby. Let's rock and roll. I love it. Love it. Can't, can't, beat, can't beat that intro. All right, guys. So so obviously um, we are now post trade deadline for the Nuggets and obviously every team in the league. There were a lot of big moves that just happened at the trade deadline, specifically some still in the Western Conference, which obviously affects the Nuggets more so than in in times past. Um, The biggest trade that did happen was obviously Kevin Durant going to the Phoenix Suns. We will talk about that in detail closer to the end of the show today. Um, But of course, the Nuggets did recently just have a game against the Orlando Magic right after the trade deadline. I believe it was on trade deadline day, right? The night of. Um, And, you know, it it was an interesting game. Um, The Nuggets did lose that game to the Orlando Magic, which was very weird because, you know, I don't think a lot of people expected that, um, especially since the Nuggets had been playing without certain players leading up to that point. Um, But just real quick here, just what were you guys' thoughts about that game? What was the things that stood out to you? Uh, Nelson, we're going to start with you. Yeah, okay. So, again, it felt to me like the the old Denver Nuggets – the Denver Nuggets of yesteryear playing down to competition, number one. Number two, the fourth road loss in a row, uh, which is painful. Number three, 10 bench points, uh, which is pathetic on any level. And um, the topper was to have uh, the big man from Oregon, Bull Bull, come in, <clears throat> 17 points, I believe, in 15 minutes. Um, so that just kind of, you know, icing on the cake to kind of spoil the Nuggets, uh, game, but it was just, um, disappointing on all ends. And, uh, that's my take. Gotcha. Jack, talk to us. You know, similar to Nelson, just not, not what you expected, not what you wanted to see, but you know, they have, they have, they can turn the ship around in Charlotte. I got faith, but it just disappointing all around. Gotcha. Alex. I'll answer your question with a question. How much of this falls on Malone, right? Because it's a, 
I mean, we know that they have the talent. They are head and shoulders more talented than the Magic, right? But how much of it falls on the coach to get professionals up for a game versus how much is it just on the professionals to go out there and do what they're supposed to do? Ooh, that's the, that's a, it's an interesting one because you are correct. It is the coach's, it is the coach's job um, to get the team ready. And I think um, he definitely deserves some credit for what we've been seeing at least throughout the season. But of course we even saw David Adelman come in and the nuggets rattled off a couple really nice wins in that stretch as well. Um, but it was definitely a night where you saw the team did, didn't perform. I mean, it was just things that, that we saw that they were not doing recently. Like, not at all. Um, but, of course, coaching does play a role in that. But at the end of the day, to me, the way that I felt in that game, I it, it just felt like the mood and the vibes of the players just felt off. Now, yeah. does that have to do with with the trade deadline just passing the, the morning of? Maybe some people lost a friend that they had on a team, somebody that they were cool with, that it could have affected them because we also have to look at the fact that um Michael Porter Jr. was he was going he was talking to the media and he made it very clear that he did not want bones to be traded right and then we saw that follow up with a three and 16 performance by him so does Michael Malone have something to do with that sure right but but I'll be honest I think this game right here was just more so on the players as opposed to him but I could be wrong oh I thought you were talking about Devon Reed (laughs) yeah maybe you know maybe (laughs) yeah no kidding yeah that's a great question alex um because i have uh mixed emotions about malone um and like player development not playing rookies that kind of stuff and now the bones thing obviously bones deserves a lot of that credit for sabotaging that relationship but the bull bull thing Again, a lot of people back and forth. That that guy had just amazing skill and talent. Why isn't he still on this team? That's my question. And a lot of it has to do with Mike Malone. Um, so, you know, do they play down? They have the, the last couple of years. This year has been a different story. Um, they haven't played down. They've actually beaten these teams. That's why they're the leader in the clubhouse. But um for sure disappointing and i i like the questions absolutely jack talk to us yeah you know i i think you can always say some coaching had to do with it that definitely didn't help i i think that it was just one of those nights where there was errors all around the or all around the court so i don't know i i, I wouldn't say like malone but i also wouldn't say he didn't have anything to do with it Absolutely. And I will say, you know, kind of just to finish off this topic is um, it was Murray only, I think, a week ago. um, He was being interviewed and saying, you know, everyone has superstars and those that don't have superstars are coming at you even harder just because they have something to prove. So, you know, maybe Murray not on the court for this kind of thing. I mean, you know, the guy just I mean, I know you guys covered a little bit of this uh, on the last pod, but. You know, Murray did have this online spat going with uh, some Bones uh, peeps. And what did yeah. he do? This, yeah. The man went out there and put out – just had the game of his life, right? Yeah. And then he's not on the court. So, you know, maybe there's a little bit of leadership missing there from Murray. But ultimately, they're professionals. They got to go out there and perform. It was just it – was, it was just like 
you know, Nelson and Jack are saying, it's like, man, it's the same old nuggets, man. I thought we were over this kind of playing down to our competition. Absolutely. Yeah, it was it was weird. It was definitely weird um, seeing them play like that. Like I said, I was very disappointed in um, in Michael Porter Jr., especially because, like I said, it just felt like he just kept forcing the issue and being a person who kind of who made mention of his feelings about the bone situation and all that to see him follow the trade deadline up with one of his worst games of the season. I thought that to me, it felt like it tied into it. He was just like, he was just up there just shooting shots all over the place and it was just bricks. Right. So maybe, maybe that changes because of course, you know, with a pretty quick turnaround here, the nuggets do play the Charlotte Hornets tonight. Um, who are currently on the second night of a back-to-back after playing the Boston Celtics last night on ESPN. Um, So just a quick around the room here prediction about just what we think is going to happen in this game. Me personally, I mean, this, I think the Nuggets win this game. Um, Somebody, I don't know if Jamal Murray is going to play just like you mentioned, Alex, we don't know if he brings his leadership back tonight, but I think even still, um, I think everybody kind of, step up at they step up after what what we just saw because that was an ugly performance um i think Jokic has a ridiculous game tonight and when i say ridiculous i'm talking about i think he dropped 40 plus tonight i think Jokic. i think Jokic is not going to play around because uh, what did he have last game maybe 29 it was like 29 something 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 and six six. right 29 12 and six so that's a pretty pedestrian game for him right like that's like we because we've 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 come so accustomed to to just his ridiculous, like when when Jokic doesn't get a triple double, it's weird. Like like it just it feels weird, and I think he has like a thirty or forty point triple double tonight. I think he just kind of right, shows. Right. I think he just kind of shows that. Listen, because I'll be honest with you, I don't think I don't know who's gonna stop him. I mean, Mason Plumlee didn't know how to do it, and who's gonna start for them? What PJ Washington at center? Stop, stop. I think <laughs> I think Jokic just eats tonight and. um the Nuggets win by a pretty significant margin. Nelson, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I um, I have to agree with you. I don't know if I, uh, about Joker. I mean, he always uh, does his thing. Um, but, yeah, he's got to show something more tonight in the sense of taking over that scoring that we're missing from Jamal. He can eat whenever he wants. Absolutely. Um, and he's got to eat tonight. So, I think they win the game um, for sure, even with all the injuries, um, including uh, Aaron Gordon, who's got a banged up rib. Hopefully Thomas Bryant shows up. I'd love to see him. And then, um, they, uh, yeah, they, they do they do win tonight for sure. Gotcha. Jack, talk to us. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would sure hope they do. I, I, I do think, though, that it's just <laughs> – it's all about the cohesiveness, and I, I think they have it. I'd like, like, like uh, Nelson said, I'd like to see good old uh, Thomas Bryant in there now. So, see what he can do. I think this is the perfect game for them to see what he can do because it's the Hornets. Uh, they they can really test stuff out. But honestly, even if it's a Nuggets testing out rosters, I can easily see them win by ten. So I got faith. Gotcha, Alex. Uh, you know they were feeling themselves. I think is what it was after that Wolves game, and you know they. I feel like it was more of not even MPJ kind of like going out there and giving a lazy effort. I think he was feeling himself too. And I I hope that this last game was kind of gets in their head. Like, Hey, like you guys got to come with it every single night. And I think I hope I'll say that. I hope (laughs) that that game uh, does that to him. And uh, I disagree with you. I I don't think that he has a big game because I think he's not playing in the fourth quarter. 
Okay, that's fair. Oh, there that's we go. Fair. That's fair. That's fair. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't think about that part. <laughs> because he's whipped that ass uh, already that early. So, uh, wow. I, I like I'll it. give him a triple-double, but I don't think it's a big one. I think it's a, a usual Jokic 2010 and 12 game. Gotcha. Got, listen, like I said, for me, it's like I expect to see some level of greatness from him tonight. And, you know, I'm the type of person that I'll make, I'll try to set the bar high and let's see if he actually pulls that off because we know he can. But like you said, that is a different angle on it because, of course, if the Nuggets are blowing out the Hornets, he's probably not going to see the court in the fourth. So you might be right about that. I can definitely no, see it happening. No, just a very boring triple-double from <laughs> the regular little, little, boring, little, little 12, 12, and 11, something like that. <laughs> oh, God. I will say anytime that he doesn't have a triple-double, the first thing I look at is the assist because, you know, that's not something that he can control right. automatically. Yeah. And I'm always like, all right, I want names. Who missed shots? <laughs> yeah. Like, like who's screwing us over, right? Yeah, because, you know, like I said before, the fact that he had – six assists last game and we all know that he passed a whole lot more than six times yeah so, oh so, yeah so somebody was not doing their job like you said for sure um <laughs> but yeah obviously like like you guys said you know we talked about the the magic game and hopefully that is just a one time situation nelson yeah. what's up yeah i was just gonna say you know the elephant in the room we talked about this a little bit is jamal murray like what's up with his knee right um yeah. It's not the knee that had the surgery. It's the opposite knee. And that's concerning to me uh, because, you know, you, we all hear the stories, right, about what happens when you have a knee that's, that's damaged. You go in, you strengthen that knee. That knee, in some cases, can be stronger than the other knee. And you wonder, like, what's going on with that? And we're not hearing from the Nuggets what's what's the bottom line we're not hearing a timeline we're not you know is this maintenance we're just hearing that there's inflammation of that knee i hope that doesn't mean there's a scope coming up or something like that or something's going on with that knee because that does happen right um where one knee gets stronger the other knee takes the punishment maybe you favor that knee or something happens so that to me is a little scary yeah, yeah, it, it can be. You are correct. It, it doesn't seem like we're getting a whole lot of information about the severity of Jamal Murray's situation right now, because, of course, I thought it was just going to be a situation where he just missed the was it just the Wolves game? And then it was yeah. just going to be that. And then, of course, he played, you know, for him to play against the Magic, but he did not. Um, so that was that was surprising, especially when since that was not like the second night of a back to back, like there was some time in between. Um, and then, you know, when the Magic game came up. So I was a bit surprised by that, too. Let's see what happens tonight. Let's see if he actually plays and, you know, kind of put some of this stuff to bed. But if he does not play tonight, I think I think we start to really have a conversation like, is, is there something more? going on with Jamal Murray. And if that is the case, that obviously affects a lot for us. Now, obviously, we just got past the, the trade deadline. Um, the Nuggets made a couple moves. You guys mentioned about Thomas Bryant coming into town, um, you know, shipping off uh, Davon Reed, who really didn't play a whole lot. Yep. Uh, I'll be honest, at the end of that, that Wolves game, when Devon Reed played like in the fourth quarter, and he was just pulling up from mid-range, hitting – uh, turnaround jump shots i'm like wait we had this guy on a bench the whole time and he's doing this yeah. and then all of a sudden boom he's gone 
you know. Um, but what were your what were you guys' thoughts? And and Nelson, I'm just gonna get back with you on this one here. Um, what were you guys' thoughts on what happened with the Nuggets? Obviously, Bones was was traded. We've been talking about Bones the past couple shows here for a lot of different reasons. Um, and some more information has come out. Um, about why Bones was really uh, traded in that situation. I know Nelson. I know you were you were about to bring some of that stuff up, so I'll have you um, you, you take the floor with this one here. Just what were your thoughts on the Nuggets well, trade deadline? Yeah, well, so first of all, I love the Thomas Bryant trade um, mm-hmm. because it solves, in my mind, one of our biggest needs, which is the backup center role. Right. Um, and I really like Thomas Bryant, and he's had some really productive games for the Lakers. Um, the way the Nuggets spun that too was that the Bones trade was a part of the the Thomas Bryant trade in some off way. Um, so to me, that's great. Um, the Bones trade itself, I don't think, was so great as everyone said. But the backdrop was something that none of us were familiar with because we were all like, "Oh, we want Bones still," or at least I was all like, yeah. "We want Bones <laughs> yeah. still on the team." Blah blah blah, and. And then you hear the story how he, on the last Adelman coached game, he literally left the court, um, just completely left the team during the end of the game. Um, did not hear about that. And the Nuggets tried to keep that under wraps, obviously. And then in response to that, the Nuggets um, on a road trip decide to um, punish him in some way and make him fly coach or commercial, excuse me, um, separate from the team. Um, and that was the really the end of the Bones Highland thing. And mm-hmm. so, like, for me, like, this means Bones had way more responsibility in the breakup of this, um, what happened. And then to see last night, he's um, on some chat and he's flying like a commercial jet or not a commercial a private, but a private jet, yeah, yeah. Private mm-hmm. jet and he's saying no this is how we should be treated and all this stuff and this what happens like, when when your team loves you I was like, yeah mm-hmm. i'm like what a joke <laughs> i mean what an absolute joke that oh, and that that's the salty part of this this is the thing that pisses me off like that's just so uncool uh to force your way out of denver basically is what he did and so it felt a little bit like the Carmelo thing in a, in a much abbreviated scenario. And in that scenario, he totally ruined any trade like value. He, nobody wants to take that on. So if anyone's asking, why did we get two number twos? There you go. Gotcha. Jack. Talk yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Nelson killed it, but um, you know, I just think he, it just showed I know we talked about his immaturity and I know like you can't give him too much, too much for it. Cause I mean, <laughs> like mistakes are mistakes, but I, yeah, I just think it boiled over. I think it just showed that he wasn't committed. Like I think of course I know he loved his teammates and I know everybody liked him, but like, it just didn't feel like he was committed like to the team, at least by the end, of course, in the beginning of the, even this season, it felt like he was, but the commitment just kind of, it, it felt very cut it felt like he kind of just threw threw us into the wind. So, I mean, I was really bummed about that. I hope that, you know, it's not completely severed, but I feel like it is. Um, It's just, it's a weird thing, especially those LA comments. Cause it's like, it's the Clippers, man. Like you're not going to the Lakers. Like (laughs) the fans aren't the best. Like just cause like, I don't know. It's the Clippers. I don't know what to say. Like he's going to (laughs) have to deal with PG and, and Kawhi not playing 90% of the games. Like, uh, I don't know. 
he definitely lost. He definitely lost on based on just culture, community, all that. I think Denver's. I'm of course I'm biased, but you know, <laughs> disappointed about it. Really like the Thomas Bryan trade. It was funny because in articles I was seeing, they were like, "Yeah, the vet Thomas Bryan." So I was like, uh, what, "How old is he again?" He's twenty five. And I'm like, "Oh God!" Like if twenty five's a vet nowadays, that's weird, man. But um, yeah, I mean, I I hope he succeeds. I definitely think he can. I that's I think it's what they needed in that sense. Of course, like uh, Alex had pointed out, they they do have their other flaws. So it's not like, oh wow, they just fixed everything. But yeah, I I think that they're addressing what they need to address maybe not entirely but i think they're getting close so i got faith but i got i can give you a whole nother rant about just the trade market in general but i'll let alex talk yeah i mean you killed it nelson killed it and <laughs> like nelson said uh bones killed it he killed his own stock i mean yeah. we went into this thinking like oh yeah well there we there's a conversation to be had for maybe a first bones and oh for like for og right and yeah, yeah. now you're going like two seconds that we already traded three for bryant like yeah. it, it just it, it didn't make sense and then you know you hear all this stuff come out you see the the quarrels with murray you see um you know the adelman stuff the the commercial flying back it's it was like man like we wanted you to be our bench general and your everything that's come out just kind of shows that you were not that guy. But at the same time, man, I, I'm doing my best. I'm trying my best not to just go, you know, uh, blue and gold, uh, you know, kind Jeez. of thinking it and just think yeah. like, yeah, man, like no matter what, like it was all bones fault. Right. Cause you know, there's gotta be something that the nuggets did. I mean, you know, it is a, you know, early twenties kid over here with a bunch of responsibility and, you know, he's been a, a winner. He's been a, you know, he's been the top guy everywhere he's been. Right. And then he comes here and he's, he's being benched. He's, he's on the bench. He's, uh, he's not the guy. Right. So, you know, I'm sure it was a culture shock, but at some point, yeah, man, good luck in LA, right. With the LA media, because <laughs> yeah. they're just going to eat you up. Cause yeah, I mean, yeah. you had it, you had it easy here with our guys. So yeah. I'll put all that aside. Um, I'm, I'm bummed that we didn't get um, kind of a, a facilitator just because, um, I don't know, maybe they kind of felt like right after that Wolves game, they're like, oh, well, Bruce was out, and then Ish comes in, and he kills it, and everyone's killing it. And yeah, I don't know, man. I really would have liked to see them do a little bit more there because everything I'm hearing, everything I'm arguing on social media is everyone's like, oh, yeah, you just stagger your starters more. Well, yeah, but <laughs> not – I don't want my starters playing as much during the regular season because I do want my starters to be playing those 38 to 40 minutes a game in the postseason, right? Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I understand that's coming. Everyone's like, oh, your your bench is going to get smaller. Yeah, I get that. Let's get to the postseason, and then we'll worry about staggering. And now, you know, you're in a situation like tonight. Is there going to be an AG? Is there going to be a, a Murray? Is there going to be a Zeke? And there's these kinds of questions. We don't even know if Thomas is ready to play. Does he know the playbook? That kind of stuff. So, yeah. you know, I want to get to the postseason. Then we can start staggering. But until then, man, it just felt like there could have been, like, maybe one more move. We can go over the buyout market. Jack, I'm sure, is going to kill it. But uh, <laughs> but outside of that, man, I am – I am really happy because, you know, my thoughts on uh, Zeke has always been, um, I don't know what he is. Not that I don't like what he is. Um, and we know that Thomas Bryant's a stretch five. He's not a stretch four. Yeah, this right. guy's out here hitting threes. I mean, this guy will, will put it down up from three point line and then he'll come down and he'll dunk down your throat. So 
I really like the Bryant move. We know that they were looking for a center. But again, you know, on a good postseason night, you're going to see him 10 minutes a game. So can yeah, I, I, really can like I jump into Absolutely, uh, yeah. Jeremy? Yeah. I yeah. mean, I love what Alex just said. Um, and then to add on to that, I am disappointed too. Like, I think Nugget Nation's disappointed in the sense that here's our window. This is our window, right? Like, we are in that window right now. Mm-hmm. What are you doing to make sure that this window? is at its greatest and highest peak as far as winning an NBA championship. And I don't know if they did that. I love the Thomas Bryant move, but what about the uh, secondary move to get another, you know, really solid person off the bench to solidify that? And everyone's saying, oh, we're the top team in the West. Yeah, but the the one of the secondary teams just really improved themselves. Yep. And what's your counter move? Because they, they made a move. What's your counter move? True. The counter move was Thomas Bryant. And when that happened, I was like, this is a good start, mm-hmm. right? And then I expected some other wing player or somebody else to come along, and we didn't get that. And for me, that's a little bit disappointing uh, because the window's here. It's now. Let's do this. Let's let's bring in that player. So maybe it's the secondary market is where we do that. There are some players, again, that we're going to talk about, but I was disappointed. Uh, I thought we were going to do something more, and I think Nuggets Nation, uh, and that stems from the two number twos, but I think number the Nuggets Nation was disappointed in yep. general about our our performance during the trade deadline. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's because, I mean, like you guys mentioned before the trade deadline, we were talking about guys, you know, Alex, you, you brought them up. OG Ananobi. We were talking about um, guys like Gary Trent, Alex Caruso, like these guys who, you know, could come in and immediately make an impact, especially on the defensive end, because I think that from, you know, since Calvin Booth has been the guy, you know, that's been kind of the identity, obviously, with the KCP, the Bruce Brown, the Christian Brown uh, draft. Um, you know, so you're you're kind of seeing what has been working for the Nuggets. And it is interesting to see that they did not kind of hammer that down, that identity down in the draft. Uh, not in the draft, but in the, the for the trade deadline. Obviously, we all like the, the Thomas Bryant pickup, but that only solves one problem. Right. Like that, that does give you that, that, uh, that good backup center situation that, that you, you can have, you know, you guys have been mentioned. I mean, he, he's a very versatile center. He can do both of what, what you kind of expect. He can go out, hit those threes. I mean, even the other day he had what a 31, 31.15 rebound. I think he had like four threes in that game. So obviously he's talented enough to make things happen. Right. Um, So we love that. It's just the other side of things. What are the nuggets um, going to do so you know obviously the trade deadline is over but right now we are looking at the buyout market um jack we're going to bring this to you because i know <laughs> this is this is this is your area here um in terms of who's available yeah. um and then obviously give us your thoughts on who do you think the nuggets should go after obviously I, you know with names like russell westbrook and reggie jackson there's yeah. a couple names out there but uh just kind of give us some more information as to what is available right now for sure. Yeah. So as of right now, I don't believe there's anybody who's actually been officially bought out. I know that there's going to be some because I'll just throw out, I got, I'll do seven names, but so Russell Westbrook's going to be the biggest one. I know with his status, I think they were looking that he kind of wants to, or like the Utah jazz might want him to play, but I think it's from what I've seen, it's more likely he gets bought out. 
Then you got Reggie Jackson, of course. He he'd be fun, a Colorado kid. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but uh, you know, he's got that stretch. He all, the only issue is is that I think this was Alex actually who even tweeted this was just his similarities to Bones and his inconsistencies. So right. that that's a red flag. Yeah, John Wall, which that's a whole other funny situation being traded back to Houston <laughs> back after, to Houston after, after he just did a podcast about yeah. it the other day and was trashing the organization. Oh, just hated it. Oh so my that, gosh. That was very ironic. <laughs> um, we got the goat, Will Barton. He, he looks to be bought out from Washington. Oh so uh, <laughs> maybe he finally gets that bench roll. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Terrence Ross from Orlando and then uh, Pat Bev and Danny Green are the okay. last ones. So, yeah, my thoughts on that. Clearly, it's backup point guard. Um, I don't, I don't really fancy most of them because while some you can get like Danny Green shooting, obviously that declines over the years. But you know, like there's some plus and minuses to to most of them. But I, I think really the backup point guards are going to be the biggest ones. So Reggie Jackson and Westbrook and. I, I'm a hopeless romantic. I'll always think the best players will come until they don't. So I'll, I'll put my I'll put my vote out for for Westbrook, especially of how he adapted to the bench and what that what different skills he brought into it because he's still playing at a I think at a great level. So that's my vote. But we'll hear from you guys. Absolutely, Alex. Talk to us. Who who do you like in the buyout market? Obviously, Jack listed off a number of names there. Um, who would be your favorite to pick up if the Nuggets could right now? I got a threefold answer. I mean, first off, Westbrook was and is in the running for sixth man of the year, even on a buyout market, right? Yeah. So wherever he goes, if he gets that bench spot, he's going to be right there in the sixth man of the year. And what are we looking for? We're looking for that sixth man. And, you know, he, like, you know, there a lot of stuff comes out about him being a poison or him being a ball hawk or a stat chaser or whatever it is. I would love a ball hawking stat chasing point guard that can go in there rebound and, you know, get the assists up on our bench. Right. So Nelson touched on it. This is our window. Like what we've been told for the last three years is patience, patience. Like it's coming, like just wait for these injuries to get over with. It's here. We, I don't care anymore. I don't care about a good locker room uh, that, that only goes so far. We just saw them lose with a good locker room. Right. Yeah. I don't care. Get me Westbrook, go out there, yeah. make it happen. Let's solidify this thing. And if you're going to cut your bench down to seven to eight people in the playoffs, I rather have Westbrook out there than yeah. not. Right. So, yeah. uh, yeah, man, swing for the fences because I, I, I can't go another year of just, hey, like next year, wait till you guys see what we have in store. Like, no, it's, <laughs> this is the time. Let's go. Let's go make it happen. Gotcha. Nelson, I know I know you're, you're feeling real spicy today. So I'm, I'm, I'm spicy. I'm, He's I'm, itching. I'm, 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 I'm excited spicy. to hear your take. Just go. Just I got go. all kinds Talk of spice. No, I, I'm, I'm out on Westbrook, guys. I'm sorry. I think the guy's <laughs> a, a freakazoid. Um and yeah, he's got talent, but he can't hit a three-point shot to save his life. Um, I'll take Reggie Jackson uh, if we're going to talk about that. I would even consider Beverly. I just think Beverly is another guy who maybe um, he stirs up the he stirs up the pot in the in the game. He's kind of like a a mini version of De, of Demarcus Cousins, so maybe that wouldn't um, fit so well. Um, but I like his defensive presence. But I like Jackson. The other name that's been mentioned that I would like to see and I'd like to hear you guys uh, your take. Um, Kevin Love is going to be one of those people that they're talking about a buyout. 
I would love to see Kevin Love on this team. Um, again, the three-point shot, his defense is absolutely horrible. But uh, <laughs> but I think that he brings something to the table, that leadership uh, off the bench that would be amazing. So that's my spice. Not very spicy. <laughs> but um, I would say those two guys would be my – um, you know, my, my choices. Um, the, the other one, the magic player, um, Terrence Ross, Terrence Ross, yeah. um, just an instant score off the bench. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him either. I mean, he can just light it up. Um, similar to Will Barton in some level, but I think he's a way better scorer. Um, I heard a funny tweet or saw a funny tweet yesterday about somebody said, if somebody says, bring back Will Barton again, I'm automatically <laughs> blocking you. Uh, that was Shad. That was Shad. Yeah, that was so, that was very funny. So anyways, uh, my take is uh, Kevin Love and uh, let's bring back uh, Palmer's own Reggie Jackson. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. You know what? I- I'll, I'll be honest with y'all. Um, I like, I like both. Um, because I, as much as I'm not a big fan of Russell Westbrook, just for what we've been seeing the last couple seasons, I, you know, Jack brought it up. The simple fact that I, I did see him buy into um, that bench role, and I think, I think he played, I think he played relatively well, especially this season when he really kind of found found that stride. Like there were a couple of games where he would have a triple double off the bench, and. Um, at the end of the day, we need production from the yeah. second unit. And I think that, that to me, if you can have a player like that who can come in and do some Jokic-type things, but, if, I mean, then again, is it Jokic-type things or is this just Westbrook? Because, of course, this is a guy who averaged a triple-double for a couple of seasons, right? So He's the all-time leader. Right. So, so, so he can obviously, you know, with him, and he actually plays really well with Thomas Bryant very very well like I saw both of them just dominate together um off the bench a couple of times so I'll be honest um Nelson I'm not I'm not off Westbrook like you are but hey we all kind of <laughs> have our own things but I would I would not mind seeing Westbrook on the team I would not mind Reggie Jackson also because I think um he's had some really good games against the Nuggets yeah well. yes some yeah. really good games and I think you know the whole you know the story like you said the Colorado kid I think Yes, there are some similarities with the way that he plays, being inconsistent as of late. Um, and, and a lot of people are kind of liking him onto like just a, like an older version of Bones kind of. Uh, but the way I see it, I think he'll – I mean, look at last season, right? Last season, he was one of the reasons why they actually got that far in the playoffs. Like he yeah. played really well, you know, with, with Kawhi not playing. And um, Reggie Jackson had some really good games. He had a decent amount of like 30-point games and – he has the ability to get hot very, very fast, especially when playing at home. Um, so I think I think both options. I do like Kevin Love. I actually mentioned Kevin Love um, a couple weeks ago in terms of just a player that I would not mind the Nuggets finding a way to pick up. Yep. So I think all those options are really good. We'll see how aggressive the Nuggets are in the buyout market. We'll see what they decide to do, what direction. We'll see how the Westbrook situation plays out because – you know, like you guys mentioned, Utah is trying to figure out his situation. But, of course, I think he's still going to end up being on a buyout market because, I mean, the team, that Utah team is young. Like, you know, with Laurie Markinen and those yeah. guys, they have something going right now, right? And I think with Walker Kessler, and which is kind of crazy because that's the dude who was the biggest piece in the whole Rudy Gobert trade. And truth <laughs> be told, Walker Kessler has actually been playing better oh, than yeah. Rudy Gobert this season. Yeah. You know, as as surprising as that is, um, 
so it's just it's just interesting to see but we'll see how how the the, the buyout market goes for the nuggets now before we, we we only got a couple more minutes on here today guys but um we all know the elephant in the room on the trade deadline was something <laughs> that shifted the opinion and the power in the western conference right and we saw kevin durant get traded i mean of course we'll, we'll talk about Kyrie as well Kyrie obviously got traded um to the the dallas mavericks so it'll be him and luca so that is obviously a huge trade that impacts a lot but i think the bigger trade is kevin durant going to phoenix because of course they were still able to retain chris paul devin booker and deandre ayton depending on if you see him as an all-star type player I think his effort level kind of sucks sometimes, which is why I don't bet on him. Um, But uh, they have a very, very good starting lineup. Now, the bench situation, I know they still have Torrey Craig. I know they still have, you know, Cameron Payne and Landry Shamit, who we know very, very well, um, who lit us up on that TNT game where Aaron (laughs) Gordon dunked on him. Um, But they have some nice pieces. And just based on the way that I've been seeing ESPN and all these types of stuff, the Phoenix Suns have essentially moved into the favorite in the West. They have not surpassed the Boston Celtics yet in a lot of people's minds or like just the overall landscape of like favorites if it comes to like championship right now. But in there, in a lot of people's minds, they have surpassed the Denver Nuggets, who obviously are still first in the West. So we're going to go around real quick here. I want to know what you guys think about the Nuggets chances now now that Kevin Durant is on the Phoenix Suns. Nelson, I'm going to start with you. Talk to us. How you feel? Well, uh, interesting. I, I was watching, I think, ESPN last night, and I, it was a quick turn on and quick turn off. <laughs> and um, Will Bourne was talking about how uh, Stephen A. hated Coyotes in Phoenix because I guess they were in the Super Bowl or something. And he's like, well, now you're going to have to come back for the NBA Finals and all this stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute, mister. We still got something to say about that here in Denver. So um, the Phoenix Suns are really good. And they're winning right now without Durant. Last night they won, I believe, big. Uh, you got Booker and Paul, um, who's one of my least favorite players in the history of the game. <laughs> and then you've got um, Aiton. And so uh, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with with KD. And I still like our chances. And I like our chances even more depending on what we do with the aftermarket pickups. So um, it's going to be a battle. We have the MVP um on our side three times and um (laughs) i I like our chances still to pull this out but to say that we're not nervous because of this would be misleading and a lie because they scare me really uh, scary they're very scary at this point so yeah my take is we're still the the leader in the clubhouse but they're nipping at our heels yeah they're right there jack talk to us yeah i mean I've never, ever, ever been a fan of a trade happening and immediately that team becoming the best team. Granted, it's Kevin Durant, so there's no way I don't think he's going to just go crazy on the Suns. But I just, I've never liked, and you see this, you see this especially like even with the Chiefs when with Russell Wilson, so RIP the Broncos. But, um, <laughs> but like you just see like this, this for this random inflated 
ranking before you've even seen anything on the court. And that's how I felt about Kyrie too. Cause before the Durant trade, they were saying it well, is are the Mavericks the best team out of the West? And it's like, of course they're not like, right. yeah. like there's like, I would take the Grizzlies, the Mavericks or the Grizzlies, the Nuggets, the, even the Suns without Durant before I'd take the Mavericks with Kyrie. Like I just, I've never been a fan of that just immediate bias. Like, Oh, this player gets added. They're perfect. So we'll see. I, I, I think to, to Nelson's point there, it's going to be a lot tougher, but it's also going to make that win a lot more satisfying. <laughs> um, so we'll see. I, 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 I do have faith that the nuggets will be able to, will be able to pull through if they are writing their wrongs right now. I mean, I, we're going to, the all-star break is going to be huge for them with you when you're looking at Gordon and, and Murray's injuries. So hopefully get Westbrook on there. I, I think, I think it's just about continuing what they're doing right rather than getting in their heads. And to your point there, there could have been that last night or uh, Friday, uh, Thursday night. So you, you never know. You never know. But I, I do think that the Nuggets have a good shot at just if they maintain that course, they have a good shot. But I honestly, I know you said the biggest thing was Kevin Durant's trade block, but I think it was the second round pick. <laughs> <laughs> that was unexpected. <laughs> Alex, Alex, talk to us, man. I, I know you got something to say about this. You know, I. I, I wasn't I wasn't scared because what was the big thing when we started the season, right? It was KCP, it was Brown and Brown, right? And they were all incredible perimeter defenders, right? Or at least that's what we're being sold on. So we got to trust the process. So when we get there, what is when we get to, and we see them in the Western Conference Finals because that's where I expect to be. When we get there, it's going to be KCP. It's going to be Brown and Brown out there on the perimeter because I I'm sorry they have no. They have no one on the low block that's going to scare you. Aiton's, you know, kind of a, a paint guy. So, you know, what I always say is, like, we're the number one seed. Are you able to keep up with us, right? So if you want to get yeah. into a scoring, like are you, are, are, if you're, uh, you want to get into a scoring, you know, uh, let's blow the top off the uh, scoreboard. Let's do that. But, you know, if, if it comes down to defending like i like our chances defending them versus us defending or them defending us so sure. yeah it doesn't scare me it, it just it, i hope i hope it just kind of puts that last uh, kick in the pants for our players themselves and them thinking like oh shoot like all right we got to start just balling out every night we have to you have to secure that number one spot because you know arizona's coming for that home court for sure yeah, for sure. You know, as you guys were talking about, I know we're, we're about to, to end off right now, but can you guys imagine the situation of, let's just say, I know Nelson, this you probably won't like this, but let's just say the Nuggets <laughs> do get Russell Westbrook, right? Can you imagine a situation with the Nuggets versus the Suns in the oh, Western wow. Conference Finals? And you see Kevin Durant on one side and Russell Westbrook on the oh, other wow. side competing yeah. in that moment to go to the NBA Finals. Just the history between these guys, I think that would just be poetry, yeah. right? It would be just a beautiful scenario to watch. Um, obviously, I'm going. I'm going with the home team, so of course, you know, I think. That, but I think that'll be a very competitive series if everybody is healthy. I think that is a, game, a series that goes to seven, and you know, winner takes all. Obviously, but I think I think the Nuggets. I think the Nuggets take that home. But I just, as you guys were talking about it, that whole 
matchup battle just kind of showed up in my mind, and I just thought it would have been cool to uh, talk about that. But that would be very interesting. So, can you imagine and, if, uh, if like Harden and KD and Westbrook were all on a team? That would have been crazy, man. <laughs> that would be That's really wild. crazy. <laughs> yeah. in, in the Western Conference, <laughs> right? I want to see like all of the teams that they've been on that these guys have all thought like, no, I'll be the guy, right? And it's only right. worked out for yeah. KD once, right? So. Yeah. Uh, and even then, right, he had to be a gun for hire. So at, at what point do they come back and just say, like, hey, maybe it's not everyone else. Maybe it's me. Yeah. 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 That's that's a hard that's that ego thing, man. I, you most players won't even mention that. Oh, most yeah. players would never be that honest and, and go to a, a post game presser and be like, you know what, guys, I think this might have been my fault. Nah, nah, <laughs> that's that's not really in their DNA. No. Um, but I guess we will see Nelson. I want to I want to get I want to get your your final thoughts here just whatever you're thinking about talk to us. Yeah, it just literally really quickly <laughs> like if Westbrook was the guy and I haven't heard anything about that either guys so right. I mean yeah, yeah. like you usually hear the whispers the whispers are Jackson has a, an interest the Nuggets have an interest in Jackson. I haven't heard that about Westbrook but if Westbrook was on the Nuggets I'd be fully on board with it. Yeah. I'd like to see him fit into a certain role and if he could do that certain role playing good defense being a facilitator being a rebounder hitting his mid-range shot I'm all into that. That's great. Um, so, yeah, I would get on board with that but um, I just want to see management step up and make the play that says we're gonna we're all on board to get this done. That's the bottom line. Um, but I've enjoyed the conversation today. Absolutely, Jack. Final thoughts? Yeah, to Nelson's point and more. I just think one, you shouldn't be scared of teams who just try to add a lot of a lot of flashy players. I mean, again, that has nothing to do with KD's talent. I just think that as we've seen, look at the Nets with KD and Harden and and uh, and Kyrie. Like that's that doesn't equate success. So. Just take that take that with a grain of salt when you see these big trades. They may work out, they may not. But I got faith. Hopefully Westbrook comes in. I mean, hey, he was in Los Angeles, and he was, should have been the starting point guard, and look how he thrived buying into that role. So imagine him trying to buy, easily buy into a role where the team's already set. So got full faith in, in what they end up doing, but I think they'll end up doing something. Gotcha. Alex, end us off today. Final thoughts? Uh, I'd love to have Reggie Jackson here. Um, I, I think, um, to Nelson's credit, I think it is going to be Reggie, um, and Westbrook from the whispers that I'm hearing is looking at places like Miami. Um, but outside of that, um, what are you guys thinking about? Like, instead of just hoping that they can survive, um, while the starters are on, uh, on the bench, what do you think about making like an all defense bench, like, and just shutting it down until, you know, our, uh, our starters come back. Maybe that's the goal that I we like should that. be looking at. I like you know, that a lot. You know, instead of trying to fit a round peg into a square hole, right? So you're yeah. thinking like, well, maybe we could just go out there and, and you know, just shut and, it down for five minutes. And Malone, Malone tried that actually a couple of games ago. He had KCP, Bruce Brown, and Christian Brown in the, uh, you know, and then it was Aaron Gordon and um, who was the fifth? Um, Jeff Green. And I thought that was a, a really strong defensive unit. And they did do that. I mean, they did shut down the other team. They got some turnovers. Offensively, they struggled a little bit. But defensively, they were outstanding. They held the lead, which is what we want to okay. see in those situations. They didn't lose the lead. They held it. 
And I was impressed with that unit. Yeah, just survive. That's all I'm asking for for this bench. Like, <laughs> yeah. we know we've got an MV3. We got a a snubbed All Star in Murray. We got another snubbed All Star in AG. And KCP is going to come in and give us exactly what we've been looking for. You know, M- MPJ is going to give us whatever MPJ is going to give us. But <laughs> get, let us let us get this these guys rested, and that's all I'm asking of you of a bench. It's pretty low. The bar's really low for you. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, listen, guys. Um, obviously we covered a number of topics today here and hey, we will see what Nuggets management decides to do once the, the buyout market, because there could also be some other players um, that are not mentioned that could pop up. We never know, um, but we shall see how aggressive they are in, and it'll tell us a whole lot because Nelson, you mentioned it. It'll tell us really if they believe as much as we do that this right now is the, the championship or, or bust situation. Because we all believe this is the is the window, so if we're, we're gonna see if they truly believe that as well. All right, but guys, as as usual, this has been a pleasure. It's always cool when we got the full squad on here. Um, for everyone listening, obviously you can reach out to all of us on Twitter. I'll make sure we have some clips and everything up, so you know everybody will. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll get it. We'll get a chance to go back and forth with some of the Twitter followers about <laughs> this one, and you know because we we had some strong takes today. And I'll make sure that they are absolutely shown. So we're going to we're going to get those up there. But like I said, guys, this has been a pleasure. This is Denver Hoops and Dreams. We'll catch you all on the next episode.